We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And now, a Boston original on Boston Sports Original. It's Christian Arcand on WEEI. Couple minutes past three o'clock here. It's Boston Sports Original WEEI. It's Christian Arkin here with you until four o'clock. Then it's the Brad Foe Show. If you missed anything today, you can check it out on the Odyssey app. Uh, just go to WEEI and you got all the chapters of every segment, every uh, part of the hour. It's great. The Odyssey app is really very good. Um, I know I do. everyone who works at every station always says their app's good, but the Odyssey app is actually a good app. <laughs> actually good. <laughs> You know, it's rare you get to say that and actually mean it. So there you go. Um, also, real quick, uh, the phone number is 617-779-7937. If you'd like to chime in on any of the topics from today, uh, we were talking Celtics. We talked Celtics with Jared Weiss. Uh, the Bruins and their little road trip uh, goalie controversy, if you want to call it that. Um, are the Chiefs a budding dynasty? Joe Mazzula is not the interim coach anymore. The only thing we've really kind of ignored so far has been the Red Sox. I know I talked about Brian Bale there just a minute ago. But I haven't really talked much about the Red Sox at all today because there's not much to talk about because no one's down there covering them <laughs> except us. I mean, that's basically it. And I know that's not true anymore, but uh, pitchers and catchers on Wednesday, I think it was, Wednesday or Tuesday, whenever it was, uh, first day of, of warm of uh, pitchers and catchers. And according to Sean McAdam, there was only five media outlets down there covering it, including Nesson, or not including Nesson. Nesson and I guess us technically we're kind of state media when it comes to that, right? You know, we're the we're the flagship station, so I don't know if we count it either. But I know that it was just the two papers. Um, I think Mass Live, us, uh, Channel Five because Duke Castiglione was grilling everybody about Kike Hernandez. Duke down there digging. I wonder what I wonder what Joe thought about that. Like, come on, Duke, <laughs> give him a break, Duke. 
I don't know. Um, but uh, I thought those questions were good. I didn't quite know where he was going with it, but as you have the resume to be saying all this stuff. And listen, Kike was saying all sorts of things. Kike said, you know, we were comfortable being in last place last year. You were? I didn't know that. I didn't know you were comfortable with it. I knew you were in last place. I didn't know it was, like, okay. I didn't know that in the locker room, you know, this locker room with all these tough competitors, everyone was going, yeah, we're in last place, but who cares? Like, that's that was interesting. Um, Other people have denied that. No, we weren't comfortable with that last year. High and Bloom has come out a bunch of times to say, you know, we weren't good last year, and I understand why the fans feel the way they feel. It's not just the fans, I am. hate to tell you, man, but it's everybody now. I mean, it's the first day of pitchers and catchers. There's only four outlets down there. I don't even think Sam Kennedy was there because I was at the Celtics game on Wednesday, and I can't say for sure, but I'm 99% sure I saw Sam Kennedy sitting under the basket. I turned to my brother and said, I think that's Sam Kennedy. He said, who? I said, it's the president of the Red Sox. Don't worry about it. I think that's him right there. And uh, I'm pretty sure it was. Now, listen, is it really important that the president of the team is there for the first day of pitchers and catchers? Probably not. Probably not, but no one else was there either. It definitely <laughs> said something. Kind of does, you know? Like, is anybody down there? <laughs> like, what, what's going on? And I know, like, Channel 4, Rochi. Rochi wasn't there? You kidding me? <laughs> like, what? How is no one there? This used to be the picnic table uh, thing, where they everyone would come out and sit in the picnic tables, and the media would just gather around. There'd be, like, 20 people. They'd all gather around and get all the sound they could while people were sitting there in the uh, Fort Myers picnic tables. This was picnic table day. And now they were in a dugout, and there were five outlets. Just five sad little microphones getting all the sounds. <laughs> like, that's it. I, maybe I'm overreacting. It's entirely possible. I've been known to do that. But I think that is a real problem. If I'm, a Red so- if I'm Red Sox front office, I'm looking at that going, oh. If I'm Sam Kennedy, I'm not enjoying my – I'm not kicking back at the Celtics. You know, watching Marcus Smart strip Killian Hayes. No, no, no. I'm uh, – I'm I'm sitting there. I'm getting down there right away saying, how do we fix this? What do we do about this? It's one thing to not have a buzz going into the year. The Bruins didn't have a buzz going into the year. John Tomasi wrote about, like, the hostility that's in, involved here. And it it's real. I mean, it's a real thing. It's It's a real thing from the fans. Like, the fans are not happy. You knew that from winter weekend. And I'll tell you what, that was... That was an eye-opener. And, listen... Has the Red Sox done anything since then, really, that's from a team perspective that has you going, oh, I feel better now. High and Bloom's come out and said, no, I think we'll be better, or I think this, or I think that. You know, I understand we weren't good last year. And, you know, I understand these uh, projections aren't all that great for us, but, (laughs) you know, so what projections should we be looking at? I heard him say that. He's like, well, these projections don't always take everything into account. It's like, all right, well, what are they missing? (laughs) What's... what? What did you do to get better this year? How are you, in what ways is your roster better this year than last year? Just a simple question. I don't think it's really even uh, that inflammatory. I think that's a very fair question for High and Bloom and for everybody else. What exactly about this roster do you think is better? And I've heard him try and answer it before, and he usually says things like, well, we got young guys that are that are ready that we've called up, like Tristan Cassis, guys like that. And you know what? Maybe Tristan Cassis will be awesome this year. Maybe Tristan Cassis will tear the cover off the ball. Maybe. Is that going to make you much better than last year? Just Tristan Cassis having a pretty good year, you know? Like I don't. I, that's that to me. It seems like you need more. It seems like you need more. Are you better at shortstop this year? No, <laughs> not no. Hell no. Of course you're not better at shortstop this year. 
what this offseason's mostly been known for is the offseason where you lost Sander Bogarts. <laughs> like, that's that's how people think of this. You know what I mean? Like, no one's no one's really all that jazzed about Adam Duvall. No one's really that jazzed about anybody. Yeah, really. Like, you know, Kenley Jansen is a nice closer. He's the slowest closer in the history of baseball, and now they're putting in a pitch clock, which is great. Probably why he was so available. Is anyone really jazzed up about Justin Turner? Is that a, an upgrade from J.D. Martinez, who I know didn't hit a lot of home runs last year, but was still a competent D.H.? Like, is that is that a step up? Do you feel like you've gotten better? Do you feel like you've improved? I don't. I feel like you've patched some holes that you have with older one-year, two-year deals. Like, that, older players who are on one- or two-year deals. Bridge deals. Which has worked for this team in the past. In 2013, you had a bunch of bridge deals. You had Shane Victorino and Mike Napoli and these guys who you brought over and they were here on a bridge deal and they won the World Series. But you know what else they had then? They had 20-year-old Xander Bogarts and 23-year-old Jackie Bradley and, you know, Mookie, I think, was still coming out. Like, you had a lot of, I don't maybe I'm wrong about the ages there, but you had a bunch of, you had the team as we know it right now coming up through the system. Are you sure you got that now? Are you sure you're ready with that now? Are you sure that these guys are ready to step in and win a World Series or be uh, participating in a World Series victory? Like, I just, I think that that's very, very optimistic uh, way of looking at it. I do. Um, That being said, the Red Sox have been buried by everybody so far. I mean, by Zips and uh, Fangraphs, pretty much every preseason by Vegas. You know, no one has them anywhere other than last place in the AL East. That's where the money's coming in. Does that necessarily mean they're right? That's a different different thing. Uh, the Red Sox in 2013, 20-year-old Xander Bogarts. Um, I think Mookie Betts was in double A, but he was he was drafted in 2011, so he was in the system. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., 23, played uh, 37 games that year. Jose Iglesias, who at the time was a hot ticket shortstop. And you're... Lineup was filled out, you know. The youngest guy you had was Will Middlebrooks in the in the starting lineup. It was a bunch of old guys on, you know, either your stars like David Ortiz and, you know, Jacoby Ellsbury was starting to age out and Pedroia. But other than that, it was South of Lamacchia, Napoli, Shane Victorino, guys like that. And that was after 2012, the uh, Bobby Valentine year where they bottomed out and no one had any real expectations. There's some similarities here. There's some, not a lot. You don't have David Ortiz, for one. That's a big part of it. And also, your pitching rotation, not exactly the same. Uh, you had Lester, Lackey, Buckholtz, Dempster. Koji was your closer. You know, 2013, there was a lot of other factors at play. Not many of which I see as similarities here this year. But it's not impossible. You know, it's not impossible. And that mean, that, that matters. That means something. Um, 617-779-7937. There you go. There's your Red Sox talk. Uh, let's go to Jonathan, who is in Randolph and has a thought on next year's uh, Patriots quarterback. Go ahead, Jonathan. Uh, hey, hey, Christian. Um, if you'll just give me a second of grab-ass. It's uh, first time I'm uh, listening on this side of the uh, town, I guess. So, uh, it's cool, man. Go ahead. And, uh, um, yep. And uh, so, Matt Jones, uh, I don't see the point in bringing in Derek Carr. Uh, we know Derek Carr's ceiling. It's mediocre. We don't know Mac Jones' ceiling. It's probably mediocre, but at least, you know, we can then see that and move on. after the Trading for Derek Carr is at best a side grade for more money, for, and it's just, I think it's just a weird divergence and waste of time. I'm not saying it would be worse 
it might be better. It's just I, I don't see I don't see the point. You're basically in purgatory with an older guy guy and you miss out on the slight chance. I don't give it a lot of chance, but the slight chance that Mac is a bit more than him. And so I just do not see the reason. If if you can upgrade the I mean, I don't know. There's no Rogers. I think is stupid too because I don't think it's realistic. Uh, so I don't really see. But I mean, I, I just don't see the reason to move on from Mac because there's really just no point. Um, and then maybe no just point moving on to Derek year. Carr if you really can get a, a quarter who's established as much better and you know is going to be better next year. Then fine. I don't know that Derek Carr will be. And uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for for coming over here and uh, continuing to listen and support. I certainly appreciate that. All right, Jonathan Rando, good guy. Um, Derek Carr, at his best, was an MVP candidate. All right, so it's not like Derek Carr sucks. I don't, I don't, I want to make sure that that's clear. I don't think that Derek Carr is some bum. Um, but I do think that he fell off last year, and when quarterbacks hit thirty-one, thirty-two years old, the peak for most quarterbacks is like twenty-nine. You know, like it's rare that guys play really well that late into their career. You know, you see it sometimes, but it doesn't happen that often. Guys start to slow down around thirty, thirty-one. And that's where Derek Carr is right now. And he was put in a situation with an all-world coach, offensive coach, offensive coordinator, and an all-world wide receiver. And he had Renfro, and I know Waller didn't play a lot last year, but he had other guy. You know, he had, a, he had an offense there. He had a great running back. Like, that That was a solid offense. And Derek Carr looked like Mac Jones in Mac Jones's rookie year. Now, he was better than Mac was this year. Mac was garbage this year. The whole offense was garbage this year. So Carr was better than that, but he wasn't better than Mac his rookie year, and I think Mac his rookie year is the Mac that I prefer to think of as the guy that we're going to get next season. Um, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And if the Patriots are wrong, they're wrong. But even if you're wrong, I don't think you would have done much better going with Derek Carr. I just don't think it would have been worth it. You're probably better off just starting over. Uh, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. Quick break. When we come back. We're going to talk about the Bruins. Trade deadline's coming up. One of their rivals just made a trade. And is there a budding goalie controversy happening over there at uh, Warrior Ice Arena? We'll get to all of that right after trending here with this. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. The Bruins return home to face the Islanders. The puck drops at 5 o'clock. The Bees will get a boost in the lineup as Jake DeBrusque will return to action. DeBrusque has been out since January 2nd with a leg injury suffered during the Winter Classic. The Celtics return to action on Thursday against the Pacers. Jason Tatum will participate in the three-point contest at All-Star Weekend tonight. Tatum was the runner-up to Steph Curry in 2021. The Patriots announced that special teams ace Matthew Slater will return for his 16th season in New England. The longtime captain has played in the second most games in franchise history, only behind Tom Brady. And in Red Sox news, Arkan was discussing it earlier, pitcher Brian Bayo has been shut down for a few days due to forearm tightness. This according to manager Alex Cora. Cora said the team is very confident that Bayo will be back pitching on Monday. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're back to Christian Arcan on WEEI. Boston Sports Original, it's WEEI. Arcan here with you for another 40 minutes or so. We're going to talk with Scott McLaughlin in about 10 minutes. Looking forward to that. I think that right now for the Bruins, it's really only one big question. And that is, do they have enough? Do they have enough to keep this going? I think they do, but I'm not also, you know, like I can't shake the ghosts of Bruins past. That's my, that's the big thing with me. It's hard. I'm a, I'm a, a lover of history, especially sports history in Boston. You know, like I, I only go back like a certain way. I don't, I'm not a historian or anything, but like, you know, to the eighties, maybe early seventies. Like I, I just, I, I dig all that sort of history and I, and I like it. And I think that, you know, for most cases, these things don't really matter from a decade-to-decade decade, uh, basis. It's not like you're going to carry a bunch of stuff over, but when we're talking about recent history, sometimes you can. Sometimes you can. And also, these Bruins have been the same Bruins for a long time now. <laughs> like, you know, you've had a lot of these same guys with a lot of these same problems and complaints and sort of performances at the end of the year, and it's just worth pointing out. Um, the... Toronto Maple Leafs made a trade, and it was a bit of a big one. I think that it's not, especially for the Bruins. I'm sure the Bruins saw this and uh, perked right up when they saw what Toronto did. The Maple Leafs struck a three-team deal with the Blues that nets them, Toronto, Ryan O'Reilly, who I don't have to remind you what he did to Patrice Bergeron in 2019 because it may be illegal to describe it on the air. (laughs) Not going to do that. O'Reilly's going to Toronto along with Nola Chari. St. Louis gets prospect Mikhail uh, Abramov forward Adam Gaudet. And the Leafs 2023 first, Ottawa's 2023 third, and Toronto's 2024 second. The Wilds send uh, Josh Pilar a 2019 fourth to Toronto and get the Leafs 2025 fourth round pick in return. Um, Don't know exactly why they decided to get involved in this, but they did. And the trade is there. And uh, O'Reilly was up at the end of the year. Um, he has a $7.5 million cap hit with St. Louis retaining 50% of it. So good little deal there for Toronto and a deal that I think was made with the Bruins in mind. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think that this was made with your Boston Bruins 100% in mind. And you know what? Get used to it, Bruins. Um, you know, this is this is the way it's going to be. 
Teams are going to be looking at ways to beat you, ways to knock you off. What can we do to be have a more favorable matchup here against the Boston Bruins? You're the best team in hockey. This is how other teams think about it. Just like you think about how can we slow down uh, Tampa all those years or how can we slow down whoever. More recently, maybe it's how do we beat Carolina. But either way, you know, there's always sort of one team that you have in your mind that you got to wonder how are we going to beat them because that's our boogeyman. Bruins are everyone's boogeyman right now. Bruins are beating everybody. And they're not just beating them. They're, like, beating the hell out of them. The Predators, I mean, that wasn't even competitive the other night. Like, that was an ass-kicking. So with that in mind, let's listen to Mike Milbury and what he had to say about Jeremy Swain. If you believe that Olmark is going to continue on this path and you, you want to make a huge splash, uh, then you have a chip that's not going to hurt you in your present run to a Stanley Cup in Swayman. If you want to get somebody that's going to make an immediate impact and maybe a guy that's going to make an impact for the future, you're going to have to give up a, a solid asset. And right now, he's a very solid asset. He's he, I'd hate to let him go, but... you. you if you really want to make a charge at this thing, you have to put him in the, the bag of assets that you're willing what? to discuss. Bag of assets. That's what he said. I don't believe it was a bag of asses or a bag of ass hats. We also uh, thought he might have been saying. I dumped week. it anyway. <laughs> bag of assets. Um, Jeremy Swayman is an asset for sure. I don't think he's an ass hat. I've met him once. A nice guy. I like Jeremy Swayman. You know what? Before I even met him, I was a huge fan of Jeremy Swayman, and I still am. But right now, you're in a pretty unique situation. You're in a position that most teams would like to be in. Let's be honest here. You have a guy playing at a Vesna-like level all year long uh, who may have played a lot in the beginning and may be a, a candidate for someone who could burn out a little bit, and so that's an important thing to keep in mind here. Linus Allmark played a ton early on and is still playing a good amount now. It's not like Swayman's playing every night. You know, Swayman's on a hot streak right now, and you'd love it when he's out there, but, you know, it's not like it's not like Allmark fell off, I guess is the point. Allmark, in the same stretch where Swayman's had this crazy uh, run that he's on with the crazy uh, goals against average and the save percentage and everything, Allmark's still been excellent. In that same span, his goals against is like 191 or something, which is fantastic. So, you know, like if I felt like Allmark was really falling off, then I'd talk about a goalie switch. If I felt like... Olmark was for sure going to do this for the rest of the year, then I'd be talking about potentially moving on from Swayman. And I agree with Milbury. This is the time, all right? You know, Krejci's here. Bergeron's here. Who knows how much longer they're going to be here? Put all the chips into the middle of the table, and let's see how far you can go. And if one of those chips ends up being Jeremy Swayman, I would I would hope, I would pray, that they would only trade him if they got a really, really big offer. If they got an all-star caliber player or they got, you know, just the type of offer you can't refuse. Just can't refuse. The only thing that I have a hard time envisioning is what that would be because the Bruins right now don't have a whole lot of holes. There's not like one big uh, gaping hole on the blue line or on the uh, with the forwards or anywhere where I look and I think, man... They just, you know, they're good and they're winning games right now, but there's no way they're going to win in the playoffs because they don't have this. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't have any sort of concerns like that. And so I wonder, like, if you trade Swayman and you don't get something like that, you don't get a godfather return for him, then you sold low. That's sort of what I think. And if there's not a team out there willing to give you that for Swayman, which is what he's worth, by the way, then I feel like you're just trading him just to trade him. And I don't think there's any reason to do that. That being said, oftentimes in the NHL, 
when there's a team with two starting caliber goaltenders, one of them eventually gets traded, especially when they're both playing really well. That's just, I mean, that's a thing that happens. It's historically a thing that happens in the NHL. It's very, very rare, if not uh, impossible, that you keep two guys around like that forever. It just it doesn't work. It's not worth it for the team, and it's not worth it for the player and the agent and everybody else. People get involved. It doesn't happen. That being said, I think everybody's pretty much on the same page this year. I don't see a whole lot of uh, rivalry going on there between Swayman and Allmark. And Swayman seems like a very happy-go-lucky fella, and Allmark seems like a guy who knows his job safe because he's going to win, win the Vesna probably this year. And the two of those guys, after every single game, go out to the middle of the ice and hug each other. <laughs> right? You know, it may all be bullcrap. It may all just be a front. But they're pulling it off, I'll tell you that. They got me fooled if it is. Uh, 617-779-7937. I wouldn't trade Swayman. But I understand why it's a topic. I understand why someone like Mike Milbury is talking about it. I understand why in a situation like this, a topic like that is on the table. Let's go to the phone. 617-779-7937 is your phone number. Uh, Joe is in Somerset. What do you got, Joe? Good Saturday to you, sir. So, uh, you too. I, I honestly think that you have to ride this train, and uh, the, the team is, hasn't played like this in a very long time. You have to ride this train. So what I think the play actually ends up having to be is it's science Swayman to a long-term extension. Um, he's young. He, he's, he's great. You probably could sign him with his first big contract, not quite at what even Omar makes at this moment. And then later on next season, halfway through maybe when you have a better understanding as to what positions are actually going to be needed to fill as far as avoid's concerned, whether or not birds are on stage and so on and so mm-hmm. forth, you trade Omar and you get rid of his contract, freeing up a little bit more uh, cap space and you start filling these needs in, as well as with the player that you trade for. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a possibility there, Joe. I don't, I wouldn't say that that's completely out of the, out of the question. Um, Swayman, when's Swayman up? I know Olmark signed through like 2025. Uh, Swayman, is it Swayman up the end of this year? No. Yeah, maybe he is because he signed that three-year deal in 2020, right? So, yeah, that would mean he's up at the end of this year. Uh, listen, you got to do something. You got to do something there. Um, I guess that would mean any team he traded him to would then have to extend him. He'd just be a rental, but I think any team would want to the way he's playing. Oh, yeah, I think we'll sign and extend our 24-year-old stud goaltender <laughs> who was putting up, who was putting up uh, Dominic Hasek numbers for a month and a half there. Yeah, I think we can, I think we can handle that. Um, that being said, the reason why these goalies get traded is because it doesn't make sense for the team. Eventually, you're going to have to decide. You're going to have to decide who we're going to pay, who we're going to move on from. Do you believe in Linus Allmark? Can you believe in Linus Allmark? What we're seeing from Linus Allmark this year is very different from the Linus Allmark anyone's ever seen before. <laughs> you know, can you believe in it? Is it is it possible? Can you? I'm trying to. I'm trying to get there, but I'll tell you what. My lack of belief in Linus Allmark doing this for the rest of the year and beyond is a big part of the reason why I don't want to trade Jeremy Swayman. So with that in mind, let's go again to the Harbor One Hotline and talk to your friend and mine, WEEI.com's own Scott McLaughlin, whose Sunday skate with Andrew Raycroft debuts tomorrow. Scott, uh, welcome. Thanks for the time today. How you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Christian. Um, are you excited for tomorrow? I know it's a little late in the season to be doing the Sunday skate here, but I'm glad that it's going to be on. What do you guys What do you guys got on tap? 
Yeah, I am excited. Uh, this is this is how the the schedule works. Is you know we get to bring Sunday skate back when yes. uh, Super Bowl's over. So you know football's gone, but yeah, time to uh, give give the Bruins a little more love and uh, you know talk about them every Sunday, ten to eleven a.m. Very good. All right. Well, let's start it off with this. Is there a goalie controversy budding on this team right now, or has it already blossomed? Uh, no, I don't think there is because I think. Allmark and Swayman legitimately do have the relationship that you see. Like, they are each other's biggest fans. And I know, you know, Razor on a couple of shows, including yours, has talked about how that's pretty unique, um, you know, to have two goalies who aren't really competitive or kind of going at each other. I mean, they are competitive, but not in, like, the sense of, you know, they're on each other's nerves, they want the other one to fail or anything like that. Um, you know, as far as the trade talk, I don't think they're even considering that because they, you know, I heard you say like at some point you have to make a decision. Generally that time is when one or the other is getting a big contract. Right. Um, and they're, they're not there yet. You know, they have Allmark on a pretty team friendly contract. Swayman is still into team control. He's only a restricted free agent. That's right. Okay. After the season. Uh, so, you know, they have one probably by far the best goalie situation in the in the NHL and they're not going to deal out of that and, and put themselves in a position where one injury or one cold stretch potentially costs them this uh you know incredible season and what they hope is an, an incredible playoff run what would be a return for Swayman just hypothetically I I would think it would be a big one for a, a young goaltender who's played as well as he has and who's you know d- done it on various stages too am I am I overshooting it no, he would have extremely high value. I, I would not even consider like even off season, I wouldn't even consider it unless you're talking about like a move to go get your number one center of the future. I mean, you're talking like higher than just all style. Like you're you're targeting a star player, like a truly elite player. Um and if in any package that would you would even consider including Jeremy Swayman in. So uh I don't I personally don't think that kind of player is available right now. You know, if you look at different trade boards that, you know, whether it's TSN or the Athletic putting out, I don't see superstars on those trade boards. You know, you see a Bo Horvat before he gets traded or a Timo Meyer or a Jacob Chikrin, who are all very good players and are, are guys that I like and can help a contender, but they're not stars. They're not players I would trade Jeremy Simon for. Um, if there was a move to be made this year for these Bruins, if there's a, a, a weakness or a perceived weakness that you see, where would it be? What would be the priority? Well, you know, the good thing for Don Sweeney is they don't have a glaring weakness. Uh, you can always add depth. Uh, obviously, the flip side of that is, you know, you also don't want to get too complacent and do nothing. Right. So that's kind of the balance that Sweeney has to strike is, uh, you know, you want to add – you want guys to know like you're still looking to improve the team you know you don't feel like your job's done uh but at the same time like he doesn't have to go crazy and you know give up multiple first round picks and make make a deal out of desperation um you know to fill some glaring holes so i think most like you know we've heard them link to some of the bigger names i don't think that's totally off the table uh especially if prices come down a little bit but I think most likely you're looking at depth. You're looking at, you know, another bottom six forward, another guy who can play in your third pairing on defense, and just make sure that you don't leave yourself in a position where, you know, one or two injuries suddenly leave you 
pretty thin um, at you know one of those positions. I understand not wanting to do that, Scott, and I think that's a reasonable way of looking at it for Sweeney and for everybody else. But I also have heard from you know Raycroft and Milbury and a lot of other people that this is the type of year where you push all your chips into the middle of the table, right? Like if you're the Bruins and you're off to this great start and you're a team that is historically run out of gas towards the end of the year, you know, at various stages in the postseason, then isn't this the year where you do make that kind of crazy move and, and do go for a big name and go for just someone that maybe not a big name, but someone that you know is going to be more than a depth piece? Uh, if you can find the right deal, sure. Like, I'm absolutely open to upgrades. Um, I'm, I wouldn't do it just for the sake of doing it because you have to remember, you know, any anyone you're adding to the roster, and if you're getting a bigger name, presumably they have, you know, a pretty big salary attached to them, you're going to have to move money out. So that most likely means trading off your active roster. So, you know, if you're getting a defenseman who's, like a clear top pairing guy and a clear upgrade over, you know, whoever you might have to trade off your roster, whether that's a Grizzly or a Carlo, then okay. But if it's, you know, a marginal upgrade, then like that to me isn't worth it. Uh, same thing up front. Like, you know, you would be looking at like, are you going to trade away at Jake DeBrusque? If it's, if it's for some superstar wing, sure, you would consider it. But, uh, you know, if you're, just making moves just for the sake of making moves and there's no guarantee that it's going to be a meaningful upgrade um then you know i don't think it's worth the risk of upsetting the the chemistry that this team has right now we're talking with scott mclaughlin weei.com scott the uh, month of march is looming here we got a couple more weeks and then they have that tough gauntlet where it's all those games and i don't know like 15 games and 24 night whatever it is but it's uh it's tough it's going to be a tough stretch for this team an older team admittedly are you concerned about uh at this point in the season this team going through something like that um, not really concerned, but it's definitely something they have to be aware of. Uh, they have a lot of back-to-backs. So the last five weekends of the season, they play Saturday and Sunday. Five straight weekends of back-to-backs mm. to close out the regular season. Uh, that is ideally where maybe you rest some guys, and that's where, you know, adding depth kind of would, would help you, obviously, sure. have guys who are capable of playing. Um, it's also why, you know, having building up this gap that they have, is so important because, you know, while it looks like they will pretty comfortably win the division, uh, you know, they're, I think, seven points ahead of Carolina. And you want to make sure that, you know, while it's not a priority, you know, you're not going all out just to make sure you get the top seed and playing Bergeron 23 minutes or anything. Uh, you do want that because they have struggled in Carolina. And if you end up in a potential Eastern Conference Finals against the Hurricanes, you would like to have home – home ice advantage um so you know staying ahead of everyone in the east getting that number one seed i do think matters but yes if you can work in rest for some guys especially your bergerons and crechies and, and even marshand uh yeah you, you do want to do that here and there bruins are seven up on carolina they're 13 up on toronto and toronto just swung a pretty in Impressive move, I think. I like that trade for them, and I really have a feeling that they did it with the Bruins in mind, uh, bringing in O'Reilly. What do you think of that trade for Toronto? Yeah, I like it. Uh, the, you know, they're definitely betting on O'Reilly bouncing back. He's mm. had a bit of a down year. He just returned from a broken foot, but he does have three points in his three games since he returned. And, you know, as you've said, like, Bruins fans 
as well as anyone know what that guy can do in the playoffs when he's on his game. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good move. They didn't give up a ton of premium pieces. I mean, really that first round pick is the only thing they gave up that, that I would care about. And that's probably going to be a pick in the twenties. Um, so yeah, it's a good move. We're obviously familiar with Nolachari as well. Like that's a nice fourth line yeah. piece. Uh, you know, the Leafs needed to upgrade their bottom six. They haven't gotten a ton out of that, out of their third and fourth lines this season. And they definitely did. Um, you know, yeah, and O'Reilly, like, it also opens up the option for them in a potential Bruins series because they could, you know, especially in home games, like, put that line on Bergeron. In the past, it's been a lot of Bergeron against Matthews, and, you know, both sides have won that battle at times, but, like, that's obviously, you know, if you can get O'Reilly out there against Bergeron instead, that would help free up Austin Matthews and maybe help make him more effective. All right. Well, we'll leave it right there then. Uh, the Sunday skate begins tomorrow with Scott McLaughlin and uh, Andrew Razor Raycroft. Are you excited? I mean, what, what do we got on tap tomorrow? What can we expect? What can we expect from you and Razor? Are you guys going to uh, duke it out or what? Yeah, absolutely. I'm bringing my boxing glove. There you go. Uh, no, I think, you know, obviously we'll talk about uh, whatever they do tonight against the Islanders. Right. I think, uh, you know, we'll dive into trade stuff, some of the stuff we were just talking about. Like, I think that's going to. These next couple of weeks will be a big focus, obviously. So, yeah, pl- plenty to discuss. All right, excellent. That's the voice of Scott McLaughlin. Again, you can hear him tomorrow morning on the Sunday Skate with uh, Razor. Scott, thanks so much for coming on today. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so, so much for having me. All right, Scott McLaughlin again, com. Joining me here on the program. 617-779-7937 is your phone number. We'll wrap things up with your phone calls next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Covering Boston sports and beyond. We're back to Christian Arcand on WEEI. All right, a couple minutes left here. Boston sports original WEEI, Christian Arcand. Got Stiz back there behind the glass. The Bradfoe Show's coming your way right after this. He'll jump on at 4 o'clock. Believe Coop will be with him. Coop's usually with him, right? You seen Coop around? Yep, Coop's in the building. There you go. Coop's in the house. Uh, let's go to the phones real quick. 617-779-7937. And then after that, I got to talk about something that keeps happening. Every time I come in here to do my Saturday show, There's always it's always following the news of the exact same thing for three straight weeks. And I'm starting to think maybe it's not a coincidence. In the meantime, I'll get to that in just a minute. In the meantime, my man, the man, JP and NP. What's up, JP? I can. The, the in-laws visiting on Saturdays or the missus needs a break. You're working seven days a week. With, with, quick update there. No, no Sundays anymore. It's just sad. It's uh, Monday through Saturday. So, you know. Well, In-law, okay. In-laws get free reign of the house whether I'm there or not. It doesn't matter, JP. <laughs> so maybe you got kicked out a little bit. Nah. So in regards to the goaltending situation, a, a good analogy is do you and Jones hug after the show. That's an important question, but yes. I am not trading Swayman. Every show, Mego too, the three of us. It's like a group hug. I, I am not trading Swayman because, and I'm with you, 
the camaraderie is strong, but also when we, if you remember, when they signed Omar to a $5 million contract, we thought Sweeney was nuts to have a $5 million backup. Well, guess what? I'm keeping him. I need that stability. Maybe they give him a little rest. Maybe something happens. Don't make the move. If somebody comes to you, they come to you. But I am not making that move. I want him there. If you can have two quarterbacks in San Fran until Steve Young is ready. And you can have two quarterbacks in Green Bay until you're ready to bring Aaron Rodgers. You keep Swayman there. Unless the backup of the starter in Providence is real good, that I don't really know. I'm not moving them. But you're JP and MP. You got to know these things. JP in North Providence. You're my Providence guy. I got If you don't know what's going on in Providence, how's anyone else supposed to know? What do you think? I'm going down there, going down to the dunk. It's not called the dunk anymore. What's it called now? It's this? You know what they changed it to? No, I don't. I know Dunkin' Donuts was, is like, yeah, dunks, we're, yeah, we're good. <laughs> we don't need to re-up with this stupid skating rink anymore. We're all set. Uh, yeah, the dunk, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why Dunkin' Donuts uh, uh, bailed. But, yeah, it's not the dunk anymore. I don't know what it's called. Um, but anyway, it's I'm not that JP. I figured JP would be down there if anybody was. I think it might be the Amica Mutual Pavilion. Oh, of course, yes, the Amica Mutual Pavilion. Um, let's go to Mike and Malden, who has a thought on the Celtics. Hi, Mike. Yes. Well, is it okay if I take us in a different direction first, Christian? Because sure. I love what you're throwing down. I'm picking it up. Um, so hypothetically, I, there's a lot of good college basketball on today. There's the uh, Indiana Illinois game that happened earlier. There's Kansas State. Uh, and then Iowa State game on right now. Mm-hmm. There's the NBA skills uh, tonight, right? So the slam dunk contest, three-point contest. That's right. Of any of the days to watch professional sports on a hallucinogenic drug. Hypothetically, is this the best day in the 365-day calendar year to watch sports on hallucinogens? Um, no. No. Super Bowl Sunday. Especially if you time it out so that you hit the best part right during the halftime show. Imagine you were watching Rihanna right as the right as the acid kicks in. That would be the time. That was a weird question. He's like, I want to take this in a different direction. He was not lying about that. Um, but that would be my answer. All right, here's what I want to just touch on before I get out of here. Uh, for the past three weeks, and Stiz, I missed you. You weren't around here the last couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, I had a I had to hit Florida for a week. Oh, yeah. you and Bougie. Curtis, yeah. yeah. Curtis, I, Kurt, I swear to God, Maddie in the morning uh, didn't do as many shows from Florida as Curtis has been doing since I got here. Sweet gig. I never see Curtis. I've never seen him. I don't know what he looks like. I haven't. I wouldn't recognize him if he walked in here right now. I've seen Curtis once. I saw him at the Christmas party. Every single other time I've come in here on Saturday, he's not here. Uh, where is he? Oh, he's in Florida. Oh, great. <laughs> and he does the show. It's not like he doesn't work. He's doing it. He's just doing it down there like Maddie in the morning. <laughs> so good for him. Anyway, the past three weeks. I've come in here, and the night before, the day before, a balloon's been shot down <laughs> by the government or by somebody. There's just this three weeks in a row now where a object was in the sky, and then the U.S. government intervened and said object was no longer in the sky. Okay? The first one was that gigantic balloon, which was over Montana, and then it blew all the way over to, like, North Carolina And then they shot it down over North Carolina. And China was all pissed. And they said, what the hell, man? That was our balloon. And we said, hey, what the hell are you floating your balloon over here for? And they said, that was was an expensive balloon. We said, well, you know what? Take better care of it. This is exactly what the diplomats said to each other. I have a recording of it. And uh, then we have this thing shot down over Alaska where they don't know what it is. And then there was another object uh, shot down over Alaska yesterday. 
and an Illinois-based club of amateur balloonists <laughs> say that it's one of their balloons because one of their balloons is missing in action after last reporting its location over Alaska on Saturday. The Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, <laughs> that's really the name of the group, has not blamed the U.S. government for taking out its 32-inch-wide Pico balloon. <laughs> I think that the Air Force maybe is just bored. <laughs> like, there's not a lot going on. They're just flying around. There's like, you know... Uh, no one's really attacking us right now. Russia's over there. China, no one's, we're just, let's shoot balloons. <laughs> hey, check it out. Let's shoot that balloon down. I don't know what that balloon is. Let's shoot it. So where do you stand, Christian? Aliens or no aliens? I mean, I think there's probably some sort of, there's something going on. Too many trains have derailed with toxic chemicals in the last week. Like, that's happened in like six different cities. That happened in Ohio. It happened in Houston. It happened in Detroit. Like it's happening all over the place. Yeah, in like a one month span. I feel like Alex. Like... I'm like Alex Jones right now. It's happening everywhere. They're tipping over to chemicals. <laughs> frogs are turning. I was gonna say the frogs. Not doing the frogs. Don't want to get in trouble. But that's what I sort of feel like right now. I do sort of feel like I'm going crazy. Like with the world, you know what I mean? I'm not one of those conspiracy people. In fact, I kind of hate conspiracy people. Conspiracy people are so annoying. They get so wrapped up in their conspiracy, they just refuse to see the world ever for what it is, ever. Like you can't talk to a conspiracy person. But I feel like I'm becoming one. <laughs> I feel like it's starting to happen now. And I'm sorry, but this many trains derailing with toxic chemicals all over the country and this many balloons floating over the country that the Air Force is shooting down. This one, though? This one from the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, <laughs> which I'm sorry, that's just a funny name for the group. They think it's a hobby balloon that may have cost like 50 bucks. <laughs> Not really a particularly expensive balloon that was shot down with a $400,000 missile <laughs> is the uh, thing I keep seeing on Twitter. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's funny. It's a funny way of looking at it. Um, but something's going on. Is it aliens? I Probably, right? Probably something to do with aliens. All these balloons, like what? And it's not just the balloons. These pilots are like, we're seeing stuff in the air that we don't recognize, and we can't shoot it down because we can't we can't keep up with it with no means of propulsion visible. Yeah, uh, this has been. I mean, you know, it's you know who you know who's really on top of this. The guy from Blink One Eighty Two. Tom DeLonge. Tom DeLonge is yeah. right on top of all this. He's like forced the Pentagon to release all these files. The Blink One Eighty Two guy somehow is, like, right tapped into... He knows everything that's going on. I don't know anything. All I know is that they're shooting down balloons and the trains are flying off the tracks all over the place. What's going to be next Saturday? Jeez. I don't know. Roll. I'm sure something, some other object will get shot down, I'm sure. Because why not? That's what, we, that's what we do now. We shoot down balloons. You float a balloon over this country, we're shooting it down. That's a guarantee. That's a USA red, white, and blue guarantee. America. America. That's my time. I want to say thank you to Scott McLaughlin and thank you very much to Jared Weiss. Stiz, great job as always. Stick around. We got my man Rob Bradford coming up next. He'll take you up until 6 o'clock. Coop, I'm out of here. Talk to you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 